Well, good afternoon, Faith Family Church. Uh, we are blessed today with a great sermon from Pastor Kyle from Ecclesiastes, chapter 5, verse 8 through chapter 6, verse 9, um, titled Battling Affluenza, which th I think this is something that we can all pull some, some deep truths away from. It's something that we see daily living in our American culture and in the church culture. So uh, myself and Mike, we're going to talk a little bit about the sermon and how it impacted us and some of the things it took away. So, uh, Mike, what are your thoughts? You know, I was sitting back there listening today, and, it, and I caught myself as he was going through. So the very first symptom is you're uh, willing to hurt people um, uh, to accumulate more. And yeah. I was like, eh, no, that don't apply to me. I'm good. I'm good on that one. Uh, and then making money becomes a dig. I'm good on that one. And as bad as I get down, I'm like, oh, my gosh. I, I, I realized how I, I can kid myself like I was doing, and, and, uh, but how, how susceptible I am to these. Even as an older man, not in my 20s anymore, but uh, it just uh, I'm still susceptible to money becoming, replacing a, a holy, holy, holy God. Mm -hmm. And uh, so uh, I had to do an attitude adjustment. Yeah. About midway through there, like, yeah, this is, this is speaking to me. Yeah. Well, you know, Mary and I have kind of pulled back from Facebook in, in the recent, recent months. And, and it's partly because it's a time sucker. Yeah. No offense. But, yeah. I mean, a lot it of is. folks just spend a lot of time on Facebook. Um, another thing is you just see some of people's misplaced confidence in their ranting and uh, just, you know, upset over the government and the course, the direction of our nation. And it's like you see Christians that are like, you know, pray for the direction of our nation. I'm like, absolutely, yes, we pray. But our, our hope and our confidence is not in the president. Hmm. It's not in our economy. If the economy collapses tomorrow, we still have a greater hope. We, yes. The Lord is still sovereign. None of that stuff would catch him by surprise. So, so we've pulled back, and in recent times, with everything that's been going on with Washington, D.C., and the riots and everything, I, just, I, I see little people or people's interests just kind of coming out and, and showcasing how much they really truly do place their hopes and confidence in the, the Dow Jones or yeah. you know, in, in the stock market. And who cares if it crashes? I mean, I care, but I, well, I... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now, we, we were talking about this earlier, too, Kent. There's a difference the way you and I heard, received this sermon today than yeah. maybe when we were younger. Right, right. Um, what, what are some of those differences? So, myself personally, and I've kind of spoken about that before, when I was in my 20s, it was all about material possessions. How much money could I make? Could I go on that deployment, get that tax-free income, get that combat pay that has this duty pay? What could I buy when I came home? I would spend the entire time deployed for you know, a year, 15 months, dreaming of what I was going to buy when I came yeah. home. You know, looking through websites, okay, I can build that motorcycle, I can do that, you know. And so it was funny because you, you fast forward and just prior to my salvation, I had accrued hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of stuff that meant nothing. Mm -hmm. Stuff that I was just throwing money at all the time, all the motorcycles, the big diesel truck, the hot rod Chevelle, the boat, just every single year throwing money at all these possessions. And I, I talked to you a second ago, but it was funny because when I was first saved in 2011, um, I was sitting in Kuwait, and I had nothing, absolutely nothing. I had a bed, a sleeping bag, a pillow, a wall locker, duffel bag. I had a little Army field desk, a computer, and a Bible. 
And at that point in time, when, when I first encountered the sovereign Lord of the universe, and I was born again from my sins by the faith in the gospel, I was more content than I ever had been with any of my material possessions. Yeah. And I just would sit there at that desk and I would read the scripture. And, and I just realized that I had a roof over my head, I had a bed, a pillow, a little bit of food in my belly, clothes on my back, and I had everything I needed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, you know, in, it also struck me, it strikes me a lot of things when I listen to Kyle's sermons, but I, I, I'm sitting there th thinking how countercultural this whole sermon was, mm -hmm. you know, based on what we're bombarded with, whether it's on TV or social media or, or whatever about, you know, more stuff, more stuff, more stuff right. will bring you more joy, more whatever, you right. know. And uh, we... And we, we have a church that's young, mm -hmm. and I can see the pitfalls of that. You know, I know that I personally, uh, even though I may not have the money to do it, I was personally influenced by, and I could, I could justify it by saying, well, my wife needs a better whatever right. it was. You're a good provider because you did that, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and so it, there was nothing wrong with that particular item per mm -hmm. se, but it was my thought process was all messed up. It was all about finding security or self-worth or whatever. I don't even know necessarily yeah. what it was always about. Instead of looking to the one. Uh, you know, I think, and that was something else I was wanting to bring up too, is how Kyle did such a good job. We're talking about money, and he's focusing at us at the cross. You yeah. Know? And it just so... Yeah, bringing it back to the cross, making it cross-centered, yeah. And I, I find it was interesting, he's, you know, he asked the question, why does scripture warn so much about wealth and just the love of money can keep you from seeing the gospel? Yeah. Because you're putting your hope in temporal, material possessions that are going to go away. They're not gonna go with you, you know, it just doesn't, um, it's, it's not eternal at all. Um, I thought it was interesting, you know, just the whole term of, of affluenza and, and just how many people have this strange desire to spend money that they don't have to buy things they don't need and to impress people that they don't know. <laughs> or don't like. Or don't yeah. like, yeah. 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 And really, our, our economy is built on that. Yeah. Our economy is built on vanity. Mm -hmm. um, you look at most new cars, you can get 250,000 miles out of them without them breaking, but people are just trading them in yeah. every couple of years because they need to have all the latest and greatest bells and whistles and the latest ride, and uh, it's all about vanity. Yeah, and um, once again, wh what, what does that do to the believer that, 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 first of all, gives me a schizophrenic heart, doesn't it, or a mm -hmm. schizophrenic mind? Yeah, yeah I, I want to be focused on Christ. I want to be focused on this, this walk, but, yeah, I need that new car. I need that new house. I need a bigger this... And, you know, and I, I want to make it clear, there's nothing in, intrinsically wrong with those things. But I know what my heart does to things like that. It elevates them mm -hmm. instead of elevating uh, my, my creator. Yeah. My God. And, and, and that gets me all upside down. That's right. when I don't sleep at night because I'm worried, is my retirement going to get wiped out this year? Or, you know, whatever, instead of understanding that he is the provider of all my needs. 
He promises. That's a promise I can hang my hat on. Now, my needs and my wants are worlds apart, obviously. Right, right. Uh, but just like you said, with, with the small amount that you had in Kuwait. Yeah. Just look how that, you know, just that whole sweet time in your life. Yeah, just perfectly, perfectly content. Finding enjoyment in God and in His good gifts. That's the cure for affluenza. That's the, the yeah. center of the argument is to find enjoyment in God and in His good gifts. Um, I was also reminded about, if you can just you know, look at this from a, a current contemporary culture, um, I've often said that the, the more that you possess, the more that your possessions own you, mm-hmm. right? And it's, it's the other way around. You think that you own things, but they own you. And yeah. so you want to have the bigger house, the more square footage, the more bedrooms, the more bathrooms. Well, turns out you're going to pay more money for that house and you're going to pay more for uh, homeowner's insurance. You're going to pay more for flood insurance or hurricane insurance. Uh, you're going to pay much more in taxes every single year. So you're just, you're farming out your money, caring for that, right. that possession that you thought you had to have. Or even if you buy, you know, a new vehicle, you want to get a $60,000 car, you're going to pay a lot in taxes on no, that. Absolutely. So um, the more that you want, the more that you desire, your eyes, you know, are, are not satisfied. You're just going to spend more and more and more to keep your possessions and in the end, they own you. And, you know, Kyle was really good, too, about bringing up that, um, Jesus specifically talking about money numerous times, numerous times. And so you and I, correct me if I'm wrong, we're not saying that we just don't make any plans with our money. Right. Or we don't try to pay off our house early. We're not saying that, are we? Absolutely not. So we talked a second ago before we started this panel about um, wisdom is the right application of knowledge, and so you, you gain knowledge throughout life, and then you, you convert that knowledge into making wise decisions. Mm-hmm. There's a sense in which we're called to be wise and discerning with how we handle our money. We're called to save money for a rainy day. We're called to you know, invest into a house that's a comfortable living uh, for our, you know, us and our spouse and our, our families. Um, we're called to have a safe vehicle that can get us from exactly, point A to yeah. point B. So n- none of those things are, are, you know, unusual or atypical for us. They're all things that God knows that we need. And, and we have to plan accordingly and, and not just be flippant and, you know, give all of our money away. I mean, you can go run and give it all away and you have nothing. Then, you know, mm-hmm. you can't keep that, the lights on in the house like that. Right. So uh, I think that there's got to be an intersection between, you know, having faith that you are being a charitable, good mm-hmm. giver, but there's also a sense in which that you have to be a good steward yeah. and somehow find that, that good middle ground, healthy balance to it. Right. You know, that last point that he made, uh, like Adam and Eve, no matter how much you possess, mm-hmm. you're still going to want more. Right. First of all, the whole Adam and Eve, com- the whole context c- grabbed my attention. But then when he talked about the doctrine of the uh, incarnation, what Christ gave up to undo what Adam and Eve thought that was more important, yeah. the, the riches of, of heaven the, uh, t- took on the corruptible flesh, physically corruptible flesh. And, you know, that, was, that, was, that just tied it up perfectly for me. Right. Christ's condescension, you know, to leave his throne in absolute purity, undefiled holiness, in the presence of God the Father, absolute perfection, 
to take upon himself human flesh, living in and amongst a bunch of sinners, liars, fornicators, murderers. I mean, uh, you know, that would be like you and I um, giving up our human flesh and becoming a cockroach and, and yeah. running around the sewers with a bunch of feces, yeah. if you want to, you know, compare. Yeah, that's a pretty good uh, comparison. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that, that's, that's really, when you stop and think about his condescension and what he did, he gave up everything so that he could redeem his bride. Mm-hmm. And as Kyle mentioned, you know, we've got a future inheritance, you know. That we can't even imagine. That we can't even imagine. We, we, we read about it, but I can't. Yeah, and a mansion with a bunch of rooms, and we've got some figurative language yes. for what the, the joy of heaven is going to be like, but we can't even fathom that. Yeah. You know, uh, it, it was interesting because Kyle opened up um, mentioning, um, you know, um, Jim Elliott and Nate Saint yeah. and the Waldani people and how it being the anniversary of them being killed. And it was funny, I, I think the quote is from Jim Elliott. He said, he is no fool who gives up that which he yep. cannot keep to gain that which he cannot lose. Yeah. So if you think about that from, you know, giving up your physical life, but additionally, you can apply that same um, kind of framework to everything in life. Yeah. yeah. That we have an inheritance that we cannot lose because he has purchased it with his blood. Um, I was reading in, in Matthew chapter 6, and I thought that this may be just a great way to kind of conclude this discussion. Yeah, Jesus said, and, and which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore, do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. So, Faith Family, we we hope that uh, this sermon discussion panel, this little chat that Mike and I had is a blessing to you, as well as uh, Pastor Kyle's sermon. And we pray that you would continue to be focused on Christ and his work on the cross. And we look forward to seeing you guys as we come back here next week. Thank you for listening to this resource of Faith Family Church. We gather on Sundays at 495 Hugh Hunter Road in Oak Grove, Kentucky, and are a short drive from Fort Campbell and Hopkinsville, Kentucky, as well as Clarksville, Tennessee. For more information, visit our website, myfaithfamilychurch.com.